Hey guys, it's me again, Lucia at Transformed by His Word. Um, .org. How are you guys doing? I have a big topic today. Um, we're going to be talking about depression and anxiety and all those crazy things that come with it. Um, goodness, where to start? <sighs> Let me just say, I have a big heart for this topic. Um, I want to give you a couple clauses, a couple things that you need to know. <clears throat> um, as I was researching this topic, um, it seems like the majority of places link anxiety with depression, but not depression with anxiety. So there's something about that. And so I went down this rabbit hole of trying to find out why. Uh, clause number one, I am not going to be talking about depression or anxiety that is due to a physical thing, okay? So if you are hormonally imbalanced um, or have some kind of a other physical thing and that's why you're having issues with depression or anxiety or your loved one or whatever, um, that's not what I'm going to be talking about today. I mm, I don't even think that there's a good way to um, separate, right? Whether you should or shouldn't. There's a lot of people that are like, oh, if you're a Christian, you should not take medication if you have depression or anxiety um if it's a physical thing there's not a good way to separate uh your hormones from what's going on in your brain okay so don't be uh convicted by those people don't feel bad if your depression and or anxiety are due to a physical element that you're working with your doctor with and you have to take medicine go for it do it um if there's things that you can do to help you uh you know for example if if it's a vitamin deficiency and you know you could help yourself by going outside 30 minutes a day then do that uh but follow your doctor's orders work with a professional um seek counseling if you need it uh, i think you should seek counseling anyways even if it's controlled uh just to help you through it so with all that said um this is going to be a long one. <laughs> I, I'm not talking about that. I am only talking about the non-physical realm, okay? The spiritual, um, emotional part of anxiety and depression. So, I went down this rabbit trail looking for why do we link anxiety and depression, but not depression with anxiety. And... I couldn't find a real answer. Uh, I read different things and did a lot of searching. And, like, there were answers, but they were not, like, aha kind of answers. 
until I ran across this verse. Who knew? The Bible knows, huh? <laughs> uh, so let's start there. So the first verse that we are going to look at is going to be Proverbs 12.25. Proverbs 12.25. Anxiety in the heart of man causes depression. <laughs> But a good word makes it glad. So that's 12.25. I want to read 26 because it kind of gives you like a little hint of how to help you. Uh, it says, the righteous should choose his friends carefully for the way of the wicked leads them astray. So this first kind of tells you, okay, first of all, it tells you that the anxiety in the heart causes depression. Um, so we need to guard our hearts from anxiety because it says it will cause depression. This verse is not saying it might or it could. It says it will. Um, so as we learned last week, we can't trust our hearts because deceitful knows is all of its ways, right? Uh, on its natural state, the heart is not trustworthy. But when we give our heart to God and he gives us a new heart, um, he can help us with that, right? So we keep our focus on God. That's basically the idea. Um, but that second verse was really cool. Choose your friends carefully. Um, they're going to have a lot to do with how you deal with anxiety or depression. They really make a difference. Uh, so don't be all nilly-willy making friends with everybody because you need to be wise about it. Um... So, I don't want you to think that, uh, that that whole idea of, oh, I'm depressed, so I shouldn't even bother, or I'm anxious, I can't even handle it, I can't even go to God, or I'm probably not even a Christian. These are all false things. Um, there's many people that struggle with anxiety and depression that follow God with everything in them. So let's normalize that from time to time, we will all be sad, depressed, uh, anxious about things. That is a human emotion. It's okay. I am here to tell you that it is okay to feel anxious or depressed. It's okay. As long as you don't stay there, right? Kind of like when we're in doubt. As long as we don't stay there, these feelings are fine. They are there for a reason. God created these feelings for a reason. Now, if you are feeling sad and depressed, um, you're not alone. Okay? So, I want to give you a couple of examples in the Bible. And so that you, you know... You're not alone. The enemy will use the lie of you're a Christian, so you shouldn't feel like this, or nobody will understand, or your faith's not strong enough. That's why you feel like this. Lies, 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 lies. So let's start with the first example. And that's going to be in the book of Job. Job 1, verses 20. To 22. Are you ready? It says, Then Job arose, 
tore his robe and shaved his head and he fell to the ground and worshiped and he said naked naked i came from my mother's womb and naked i shall return there the lord gave and the lord has taken away blessed be the name of the lord in all of this job did not sin nor charge god with wrong so here's the thing um Job was a very wealthy man, like very wealthy man. Uh, he had a lot of cattle, a lot of housing, like he was very wealthy. He had seven sons and three daughters. He had a loving marriage, right? Beautiful picture of wonderful life, right? Um, and then one day his cattle died and... He gets all these bad news all in the same day, like all of his wealth just taken, all of it. And then right before this verse, his 10 kids had gotten together at this house and they were having a dinner together and the house collapsed on them. So now he not only lost all of his possessions, but he has lost his kids. And his response was, the Lord gave it, the Lord took it away. Um, there's a lot more intricate stuff to this story, but I just want to focus on the fact that even when tragedy hits, we must remember that none of this is ours, right? Everything we have, everything we'll ever have, all comes from the goodness of God, all comes from the one that provides every breath that we breathe. So if he sees fit, he's well within his rights and authority to take it away. You know, it, it's his anyways. Um, so... That's the really tragic story of Job. Um, if you've never read that book, I would encourage you to go read it. It's a really good book. Um, and at the end of the day, God never even told Job why all this happened. There was a reason, but God didn't even tell him. But there's redemption, so you should go read it. <laughs> uh, the second story I want us to look at is... Um, in 2 Corinthians 12, 7 through 10. Uh, and this is Paul, you know, big Paul dude, the guy that wrote so much of the New Testament. You know, we think of Paul and we think of like this really strong, I want to be like Paul, or you should be like Paul. Or... 2 Corinthians 12, 7 through 10. Paul was a little down. Let me, let me read this to you. It says, At least I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of the revelations. A thorn in the flesh was given to me. We're not told what this thorn is, by the way. It could be a malformation. It could be, I don't know. We don't, we're, we're not told. But, he says, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger 
of Satan to buffet me, lest I be exalted above measure. Concerning this thing, this thorn, or this messenger of Satan, um, I have pleaded with the Lord three times that he might, that it might depart from me. So he has asked for healing um, from this thing. He wants this thing to go away. And he said to me, so God said to Paul, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, says Paul, most gladly I rather boast in my infirmities that in the power of Christ that the power of Christ rests upon me. Therefore I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in needs, in persecutions, in distress for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. What? What? Paul, seriously, dude, what are you made of? Um, so, Paul is like, I have this thing. And like I said, we don't know what this thing was, right? It could have been just a mal malformation. It could have been, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he used crutches. I don't know. Um, he calls it a messenger of Satan. <laughs> so, it's it's. Hardcore. It's not like a small, you know, little thorn on your side. It, it it's hardcore. Um, and he says, "I'm I'm cool with it. God won't take it away, and He wants me to be uh, sufficient in His grace. So I will be. So I will boast in my infirmities." Um, the other thing we need to talk about is uh, in this verse. This is a good verse for. Um, understanding that the things you're not good at, those are the things that God will use, right? So when you are called to do something for God, does not mean that you have to have all of the requirements, if you will, for doing that thing. Um, for example, I did uh, decorating for VBS for the church that I was in for many, many years. And let me tell you guys, I am not a decorator. I am not artistic. I am not any of those things. But God used me in that way. And he did great work, and it was like, this is so not me. This is not my brain. My brain doesn't function like this. And in a normal situation, my brain doesn't function like that. But in that situation, it did, because uh, in my weakness, he's, his glory, right, helped me out. Um, so, yeah, our attitude takes precedence. We have to take our attitude, and we need to align it with Scripture. That's, that's it. <laughs> um, we have hope in our loving God. There are two stories, and they're the same 
just uh, in two different places in the Bible. Matthew 6, 25 through 34, and Luke 12, 27 through 31. I'm not going to read it for time's sake. Um, trying to stay under 30 minutes because I don't want to bore you guys. <laughs> so I'm going to let you guys read that on your own time. Matthew 6, 25 through 34, and Luke 12, 27 through 31. Um, but they basically say that God will take care of your needs the same way he takes care of the birds, the same way he takes care of the lilies. Um, God is going to take care of your needs. He knows what you need. He knows what you need better than you know what you need. <laughs> so we can rest that we have a loving God. Um, and what he gives us is good. Okay, even the things that don't feel so good. So, with that, let's follow some examples. Um, let's see some examples. Let me see here. Psalm 42 5. Um, I really, really, really like this one. Uh, so, the psalmist is not in a great mood, he is not. Uh, having a great time. So he writes, Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in the Lord, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. Again, the psalmist feeling depressed, feeling downcast, feeling anxious. Um, he's like, so why are you feeling like this? Even though I feel like this, I'm still going to praise God. Okay. There's something almost, I don't want to use the word magical, but there's something almost transcendent that happens when you are in a bad mood or feeling depressed and you put worship music on and you stop worshiping even if you don't feel like it. And what ends up happening is slowly your mindset and your attitude will change and you'll start feeling it. And it, it's so amazing. So, so amazing. So, when depression or anxiety hit, let's not have an attitude of, I'm going to get over it. I'm just going to deal with it. But let's have an attitude of, I need help. It's okay not to be okay. It really is. Um, if you need help, ask for help. There's people around you that are willing to help. Sometimes you can just... Go to God and, you know, put praise music on and change your attitude, and that works great. But sometimes we are so far in the pit that we don't have the strength to do that, and that's okay. Um, that's okay. That's why people 
are supposed to surround themselves with other people that love God so that your friends can help you. Sometimes you need a professional to help you. Uh, your pastor can help you. Like, there is a multitude of people around you that can help, okay? Don't feel like you have to go solo at this. You don't have to. There's people that love you and want to help you. The hardest thing is going to be you going and asking for help, okay? Um, don't think that because, oh, I can't be depressed because I have too much going on. I, I'm a mom. I have to hold it all together, or I'm a husband, and I'm supposed to be the one holding it all together, or I'm a pastor, and I, you know, it, it doesn't matter. Sometimes you just need help to help you, people to help you, and that's okay. So, if we're feeling depressed or anxious, I'm going to give you three steps. Super fast, super simple. Um, if you're not, like, super deep in the pit of depression, right, and you have some strength left, um, first step is going to be to acknowledge God, okay? We're going to go to Luke 12, 34, and we're going to acknowledge who God is and where he is and what we know of him. Luke 12, 34 says, for you, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. We talked about it last week. Your heart's deceitful in all its ways. When you get a new heart, you know, we have to bring him back to Christ. Um, if we treasure God, if we think of heavenly things, good things, your heart will follow that. Okay? Sometimes you don't have to feel it. You just have to do it. If you're not strong enough to do it, again, ask for help. <laughs> All right. Second step. You ready for step two? Step two. We're going to go to Romans 8.28. Second step is to remember that you have a loving God. He loves you so much. He loves you so much. He died for you. Okay. So Romans 8.28 says, and we know that in all things work together for the good for those who love God. To those who are called according to his purpose. You have been called by God. You have a purpose. You have a reason to be here. Um, if God hasn't called you home, you still have work to do for the kingdom. So let's... Turn that heart around and remind the heart and the soul and your spirit that God loves you and he's got a purpose. There's a reason why you're here. There's a reason why he created you. You are not an accident, okay? All right. Um, now, with that said, this does not mean that you're going to have a perfect life with no troubles. A lot of people use this verse as, oh, God will you know, turn everything around for my good. Um, no, what this means is that God is working in your life 
even in the difficult times. And sometimes you won't see it. Sometimes he's just creating character in you. Uh, and that is good. Okay. So sometimes you'll know, sometimes you won't. Sometimes something absolutely beautiful will come out of the ashes. Sometimes you won't know until you get to heaven why that happened. Right? Like Job. <laughs> so, um, yeah. The next verse I have is Philippians 4 4. I know I have a lot of verses today. Usually I try to keep it down to six verses um, per recording. I went over on this one. I'm sorry. There was just too much good stuff. Um, and this is like cut way, way down from everything I had in my notes. All right. Philippians 4 4 says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I said rejoice. Not because life is easy, but because he is worthy. You have the creator of the universe as your friend. He is on your corner. He's on your side. That in itself should give us that joy. Um, not happiness. We're not talking about happiness. Happiness is fleeing and it's like a poof, poof thing. No, joy, that deep rooted um, emotion that is rooted in Christ. All right, last one Romans 12 2. Um, this is going to be our third step, right? Uh, so first step, acknowledge God. Second step, remember that he is a loving God. Third step, uh, we have to take action when it comes to our feelings and our emotions. They are not in charge of you. They are not in control. It feels like it. Again, feels like it, but it's not reality. Okay. Um, we need to take charge and control of our feelings and emotions. Romans 12, 2 says, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is good and acceptable in the perfect will of God. His perfect will in your life. It is so much more than a feeling his purpose for your life it is beyond and deeper than a feeling so if you are a little anxious a little depressed a little like me down in the dumps these are three easy steps um acknowledge god remember he loves you and take action of your mind go back to the word see what it says now if you are not strong enough to do this not like not strong enough in your faith but sometimes we get so down in the dumps that we just cannot pull ourselves out by ourselves ask for help there are people around you that love you and will help you um and as always you can email me lgaz at transformed by his word Anytime you need any help, um, email me. Shoot me an email. I'll be more than happy to chat with you. Um, you are not alone. 
that is a lie from the pit of hell. You're not alone. You're not the only one that has had these feelings. I <laughs> I don't know the actual statistics on this. I didn't look that up. But I'm willing to bet, if I was a betting woman, <laughs> I'm willing to bet that everyone at some point in their life has felt anxious or depressed. And that's why this is such a big deal. All right. So, my recording thingy is telling me I've gone 28 minutes. So, I need to wrap it up. Um, tons of info. There is a book called Spiritual Depression. It causes insecurities. It is written by Martin Lloyd-Jones. I have not read it. It is on my bookshelf of books to read. If you've read it, let me know. Um, if you do read it and you love it, also let me know. If you read it and you're like, this is a terrible book, send me an email. I want to know. <laughs> um, it is highly recommended by people I trust, so that's why I'm recommending it. But if it's a bad one, just let me know. I would like to know. Um, so I'm going to wrap it up because I don't want to go over too much of your time. I thank you so much that you take the time to listen to me crazy bobbling. Um, I really hope this helps. I really, really hope that this helps somebody out there that there is hope in Jesus. You're not alone. I cannot get tired of saying that you are not alone. At the very least, God is with you. He loves you. Um, but, I mean, I'm here too. I want to chat with you if you're having a hard time. I would love to sit down and chat with you. Um, so, with all that said, I appreciate you being here. I appreciate the likes and the comments. Um, if you think this info is pertinent for someone's life, send it to them. And maybe you can help start normalizing the, the whole idea of sometimes we're not okay. And that's okay. Uh, even God says that's okay. I mean, it's all over his word. So... Share the video if you're listening to this. And I have a lot of people that are listening and have not yet subscribed. Go ahead and do that. It makes me realize whether or not this is actually getting any attention or people are liking it or not. Uh, like, subscribe, all the things. And yeah, that's all I have for you guys today. Uh, website, transformedbyhisword.org. Email Elgos at transformedbyhisword.org. Like, subscribe, do all the things. Go and listen to all the other things because these all all these topics have been um, very good, very encouraging. Okay, I'm gonna stop now. Have a great day. Love you guys. See you next week. Bye.